This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis bringing you another study from God's Word. And we're looking now at man, the head of the home. We looked there first in our first study too. A few that we were, where God made our first home with Adam and Eve. And they sinned. They, they fell from grace. And he preached a message to them and saved them and give them grace to look to the Lord. And they were our first parents. And they give them, give them instructions for their home. And we saw some of that. And we were looking in our last study yesterday how that man abusive in the home and, 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 and strikes his wife and gives her a black eye or something. Call the law. That's what I tell you to do. You say, well, old trailblazer, you're just meddling in our home life. Well, that's what I want to do, meddle that you might turn to the Lord, my friend. I know I'm not popular. I know that. I know folks hate me. I know that. I know folks call me crazy. I know that. But I've been called a lot worse than that. I have. I've been called a lot worse than that. And I have folks write me and, and criticize me. I have folks send me a letter without no name hooked to it. That's the most pitiful thing I ever heard of, not sign your name. But I'm, I'm here day by day just asking the Lord to give me grace. I'm, I'm after your soul, my friend. Mother, I'm after your soul. If you're not married, you're living in a, in a, in a if, if you're married and living in a, terrible home where, the, where there's no peace and harmony and no love, ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. If you're not married, been shacking up for all them years and got five or six children, and go ahead and get married, my friend. Go ahead and get married. You think I ought to get married, Pastor? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pastor Shelton told me that he had a family come to revive a meeting one time, and they were shacking up. He knew it. There was an old fisherman bunch down on the coast. They had five children. And the Lord got a hold to him, and they said, Pastor, we want to get married. And he married them right there on the spot. And that's what I do. That's what I have. I had, I had homeless people come in off the street and, and want me to marry them. I married them right there. Kept a necktie at the office. I do that here. You want to get married? You come in here. I'll marry you. And uh, uh, one of our old preachers used to tell me it's better to, better to get married than to shack up. I'm telling you, my friend, the Lord, the Lord is not going to overlook all those things. But we're getting away from our subject. But we're looking there in, uh, about the man being the head of the home. We, we read several passages of scriptures there. In 1 Corinthians 14, we saw, Let your women keep silence or be quiet in the churches, for it is not permitted for them to speak, but as they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. That's 1 Corinthians 14, 34. The law refers here to Genesis 3.16. There we quoted it earlier. If a man takes his rightful place as the head of his home, the woman learns obedience in her home. And I know all this takes grace, my friend. Have you ever asked the Lord for grace? Then when she becomes obedient, takes her place, the man will take his place, and the woman will be obedient in the church under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And I've had some preachers Tell me, you know, preacher, if it wasn't for the godly women in my church, I wouldn't have anybody. Well, go on preaching. Keep on preaching. If you've got godly women, praise the Lord. And uh, ask the Lord to take a hold of some of them's husband. And I'll tell you this, we're speaking about women preachers. I've told you once or twice, but I never get tired, uh, maybe because I pick up new audience all the time. I was in the bookstore there in New Orleans one Saturday morning, and uh, this, this, this lady this reverend lady, she was a reverend, I can tell you, you can tell them a mile off, uh, and she got into a conversation with me. I'd made a statement on the air that there wasn't no woman called to preach, and I'll make that again. 
and she come in there and accosted me. I mean, she just wanted to, wanted to straighten me out. And I listened to her okay, patiently, kindly, and uh, I was telling her the scriptures. I quoted her several scriptures. And about that time, an elderly old black gentleman come in with a derby hat on. And uh, I said, Pastor, preacher, I knew he was a preacher. I said, tell this lady that the, she, the Lord doesn't allow women to preach by the, by the, according to God's word. And he took that hat off and wrung it in his hands. And I saw, the, I saw his, the veins in his neck begin to pop. And he said, good God Almighty, Pastor Pendarvis, if we didn't have these godly women in our churches, we wouldn't have nothing. And I turned around and walked off and went back to my office and shut the door and hung my head and said, Lord, Lord, help. Lord, help. But that's just one incident, man, and I, I get into that quite often. But listen, let's go back. Let's look at another verse of Scripture. Speaking about man being the head of the home. In Ephesians 5, 22, first of all, first of all, let's go back to our bottom of the line statement. If you don't believe God's word, you turn the radio off and go on out and dig some taters. Because if you don't believe God's word, and what I say don't mean a thing in the world to you. But in Ephesians 5, 22, we read, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife. Now, that's Ephesians 5.22. And I often interject and say that I don't believe, I don't believe we're talking about here about a man being a tyrant, of, of uh, d- dictating uh, everything that goes on. I've seen those homes like that where the woman couldn't, couldn't go get a drink of water. That's right. I've seen those things. And I've seen other cases. I had a man and his wife whom the wife claimed she was saved. And the man worked at a certain place and he went to work every day. And if he went out, took a left when he went out the driveway, every day, every day, every day, well, one day he took a right and drove the other way. I don't know why. Maybe he had to go by the store or something. And that night at 11 o'clock when he came home, she gave him the dickens because he went by to see some woman. Now, my friend, isn't that awful? Isn't that awful? Isn't that terrible to, to judge your husband? He was a good man. I didn't know they had any problems. But listen, listen. They didn't have any children together. She had two and he had two or three. And, and they'd married after they both had been married once before. And later on, later on, I found out that they weren't even married. They were living together under a cloak of religion, my friend. But that's what sin does. Do I recommend that? No, sir. I don't. I don't, my friend. No, sir. If you're going to if you're gonna sleep together and lay down together, you better be married because that's sin. Sin, my friend. Are you, are you, are you unaware that God hates sin? God is angry with the wicked every day. You say, old Trailblazer, you all worked up. I am because I see our homes. I see the homes in the area where I live and where I work and where I go. And I see in the, in the mission places where we have family. And I see their homes broken up now because neither one of them will say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, darling. I, I didn't mean, would you forgive me for being whatever, my friend? I don't care. There's no sin that can't be forgiven of God. God said all manner of sin and blasphemy can be forgiven. Wife, can't you forgive your husband? Husband, can't you forgive your wife after a 
acknowledging sin in their lives? Or are you going to do what you're doing now? Wreck up your home, leave your little old children for the welfare to take care of, and and then be a deadbeat dad, and you go out, and first thing you do is hunt some other woman, my friend? Shame on you, brother. Shame on you, my friend. Listen, in this verse here, let me read it again. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife. The husband is spoken of here as being the head of his home. The wife's desire is to the, unto her husband, and he is the ruler of that home. Now let's turn over again to Colossians 3.18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Here again we see that the husband is the head of the home. Now let's turn to another scripture in 1 Timothy 2.11. 1 Timothy 2.11. Let the woman learn silence with all subjection. Now I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence or quietness. You see, this truth comes through the whole Bible. In that restored home, man is the head. God has placed him as the head. I grant you that in many cases, we have some sorry heads, like I mentioned yesterday or day before. But the truth is still here. Let's face this fact. Now turn to Titus 2.4. In talking about the woman's place in the home, the Apostle Paul again says, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, to be chaste, to be keepers at home, to be good, to be obedient to their own husband, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Now those are pretty good instructions, aren't they? That's for every woman who's married. They're for every woman. Now, we're going to have... Several more studies along this line. And I know I'm not able, but I want to tell you, my heart is tendered this morning for you who are living in those conditions. My heart goes out to women. I've had to go to home for the man that abused his wife and slapped her around and all those things. I've been there. I see those things. And then next week they're back together like nothing has happened. I don't know what to tell them, my friend, except turn to the Lord. They're not saved. Folks who do those things, they're not saved. The Lord doesn't allow that to happen. But my friend, the husband is the head of the wife. That's a tr cardinal truth now. I know I've told you before, after World War II, when the defense plants were all needed people to work, our women went there and became Rosie the Riveter and all of those things. And they began to wear the pants of the house and uh, come in and tell the husband where to head in because they were making money. Oftentimes they stopped down at the local pub and drank beer or two and maybe met some other man. Those things, my friend, is sin. That's what led all this. 50, 70, 80 years ago, all this began to take shape in our homes. And we've lost our homes, my friend. We've lost them. Men just walk off and leave their wife and children. Never come back. Children have to suffer and get on the food stamp line and all of those things. But, my friend, we're going to keep on hammering and hammering and hammering away. Man... Take your place as the head of the home. Not be a tyrant, woman. Take your place. Don't be a slave. Don't be a slave. Oh, my, my lady friend, 
I wouldn't live with a man who beat me. You don't have to be a divorce. Just just leave, separate and leave. Go somewhere and get you a job maybe and raise your children. Lord, Lord will supply you need. They got agencies that help people like that. And but my friend, don't my lady friend, don't don't stay there where a man slap you around. You don't have to do that. Oh no, you say well, trailblazer, you don't know what I'm going through. Yes, I do. I've seen it. I've seen it, my friend. But the man is ahead. Now, that's the reason we're going to get back to, to don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That's what the Word says. When you get married, my friend, be sure. Be sure that you know who you're getting married to because it's so easy for those things to turn and cause you much, much grief. How many homes have I uh, counseled with? Oh, if I had never gotten married, if I had never seen this woman, if I had never seen that man, I don't know all their problems, but somewhere in there, they left the Lord out of their lives. And when you do that, you're subject to all of those things. But my friend, would you, would you pray for the old trailblazers? Lord, to give me wisdom and knowledge how to, how to counsel you. I know we don't have much of that going on today. We have halfway houses for women who where they can go. But, but, but my friend, what we need is the grace of God to come into those lives, into those homes, and, and give grace where grace is needed. And the Lord is able, my friend. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. My lady friend, have you asked the Lord for grace? My man friend, have you? This is the old trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorfus. Maybe I'm meddling in your business, but the Lord lays these things on my heart. Remember my mailing address? Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the old trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.